Welcome to the Infinity Initiative, a 10th anniversary Marvel Cinematic Universe movie rewatch podcast. Hello there. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative. Avengers Infinity War is just over the horizon. To prepare, we're watching all the MCU movies in order. My name is Stuart, and I'm joined by Evan. Say hello, Evan. Hello. It's me. <laughs> we're, hello. We're, hello. We're big MCU fans and are super excited to rewatch these movies. So let's dive into the Russo Brothers 2014 Captain America The Winter Soldier. Hey, Evan. How's it going? Pretty good. Pretty good. Good. We have- just watched it uh, yesterday. Just rewatched it because you watched it before. Yes. <laughs> okay. Good. So, but yeah, uh, I remember uh, Evan. If you if you remember the uh, Welcome to Level Seven podcast, you've heard Evan before. And one of the first times I ever remember remember hearing about Evan was some fantastic uh, audio voicemails, epic audio voicemails that he sent in. Um, do you, you you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. You remember doing those? Yes. Uh, they were mini movies or mini uh, that was very fun. Mini audio dramas. So, so those we're not going to have any of those today. But <laughs> uh, do you remember about when you were sending those in? It was about this time, wasn't it? For from Winter yeah, Soldier. Yeah, I think it was near the end of Agents of Shield season one. Yeah, which is about when this when when Winter Soldier happened. And so, uh, mm-hmm. they, they like I said, they were epic. There was storyline and there was plot and. Poor Agent Evan was like trapped under fire from Hydra. It was it was intense. Um, I will. <laughs> I don't have specific episode numbers, but you should go back and try to listen to some of those if you can. If you can. Um, oh, thanks. Yeah, they like I said, they were really fun. Uh, so we're talking about Winter Soldier. I'm going to yes. say it right now. This is my favorite MCU movie. Just I'm going to put it out there. Me too. Up to and including Black Panther. I know that's the first time I'm saying yep. that, but I think it's the best one. Uh, I agree. Well, we're on the same page. We're, episode's over. Okay, good to go. Um, <laughs> so do you remember watching this way back in 2014? Yes, and that was the year I got married. Oh, well, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, um, yeah, I really liked it. I thought it was like when I saw it, I thought it was the best MCU movie to date, and it has held up as mm-hmm. such, in my opinion. So, do you remember uh, watching any of the the? I mean, obviously, did well, not obviously. Do you watch trailers? Yes, I do. I cannot resist. Okay, so so when the trailer came out for this, do you remember? Do you remember that? Uh n- not vividly. Okay. Um, so, I just remember I, I was excited. Right. So the trailer came out and it's got Robert Redford in it. And he's thinking you, your work changed the generation and blah, 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 blah. And you think he's ta- talking to Captain America and you think, okay, this is going to yeah. be like that completely sidelined, completely sidelined. And the trailer for this set it up to be that Alexander Pierce uh, Robert Redford's character is a champion of good and he is not, <laughs> he's the bad guy. Um, yeah. and so, uh, and then, and then it sort of, and then if you were watching the show, if you're watching our Tuesday night show, which this was, this is what cements it in my mind as the best MCU, um, tie in movie ever. Uh, you watched 
you watched your uh, episode uh, 16, Turn, 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 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 1, and then that came on Tuesday night, and then Friday afternoon, you went to the movies, because you're going to go watch a little MCU on the movies, and you see that S.H.I.E.L.D. completely falls down. It's taken over by Hydra, yep. or whatever, and you're like, oh, I wonder how this is going to affect my show! And then you go home, and on the next Thursday, next Tuesday night... You watch the aftermath, and that's episode 17 of season one. So that is. Yeah. And then did, were you listening to the show then, too? To the Welcome to Level 7 show? Of course yes. you were, because you were calling into that. Mm-hmm. That Ben and Daniel were floored. It was awesome. It was. Yeah. That was great. That was great. Um, yeah. So, so. You saw it in the theater. Do you remember you remember liking it? Do you remember anything else about it? I mean, it is a long time ago. The so. things that happened in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't remember being abnormally hyped about this movie um a bit more than I would be for the other MCU movies. I just know Captain America is my favorite Avenger. Mm-hmm. And uh so I guess that had something to do with it. Uh, Thor, the dark world and Iron Man three weren't super great. Mm-mm. Uh, so when, when this came along, it really stood out mm-hmm. and I, I just remember, uh, thinking this is the first MCU movie that's kind of branching out as far as genre goes, because it's not just a superhero movie. It's also got uh, some political thriller stuff mm-hmm. going on as well. And, uh, that was really cool. Yeah, it's it's definitely a spy thriller, and you're and you're right. Whereas, you know, all of the Iron Man movies up till now, and the Thor movies. I mean, maybe you could get into Thor one as a romantic comedy. I'm sure Daniel would say that. Um, but you could get into <laughs> you could get into some of those things where where maybe they're not strictly superhero movies. But this one is definitely a spy thriller. Like if you had taken Yeah, I mean, you had all the other movies and they all have super villains. Mm-hmm. And this one really doesn't have a super villain. There's several villains, it's more of an organization, and it's like they took Captain America and mashed it up with a Jack Ryan film. Yeah, very much so. Or or you know, made Captain Yes, they took it and made it a, a Tom Clancy novel. And and yeah, that yeah. And that worked really well. And then there were some funny parts and, and whatnot. And we got to see um, Peggy Carter again, Haley Atwell, and that was good. And there was they did tie up some loose ends from the from the first Avengers, so you don't necessarily have need to see the Avengers, but it definitely works if you did. Um, yeah, they don't even. I noticed this watching it through this time. They don't even mention really uh, the incident in New York. Um, so you really could, if you wanted to, skip the Avengers. Um, now, obviously that means black widows coming out of nowhere, but well, I, they do a good enough job establishing her character. Yeah. I, I don't know that I'm going to disagree with you respectfully. Of course. Um, I think maybe okay. you kind of needed to <laughs> see the Avengers because after he goes after New York, our threat level went nuclear essentially so oh, you're right you're right so the whole project um insight the whole reason for that was because a bunch of aliens came down from the sky and leveled new york right 
So yeah, I kind of I kind of think that this is a reaction to that. What's interesting? So you're to- right because you'd also have a problem with if you skip the Avengers, you're like. Where are these flying aircraft carriers coming from? Right. This is just out of nowhere. Right. You know? <laughs> and and they are, I mean, they're impressive in their own right, but they're even more impressive uh, because it's a step up. It's a next level step up. And then the joke about, well, he got the, ins- you know, Tony Stark got an inside look at it, uh, the repulsor engine yeah. or whatever. So. What I what I really liked about this, and this is not something you'll hear me say a whole lot in this series, is that there wasn't a whole lot of tie-in to other Avengers. You didn't get Black Widow going, oh, what about Hawkeye faint? You know, she doesn't do that, but you didn't there wasn't a mention yeah. of of him. <laughs> you didn't there was only that one mention of you know Tony Stark um it, from from Steve Rogers. And then that was it. There wasn't a mention of Thor. There wasn't a mention of Bruce Banner. There wasn't a mention of, you know, Coulson wasn't in it, but again, Coulson was on, was on Tuesday night. Um, so no mention of Loki, none of that. There was just aliens came down from the sky. We needed to bump up our, our threat response. So how do you think, I mean, obviously we still like it. We're still kind of fawning over it, but what do you think about it now? Yeah. I mean, I I was interested going into it now because it seems like we've just come so far in the story since this happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so much stuff has happened, so many new characters, so much new – I mean there's been like so many changes to the status quo. Uh, if you watch the you know like Age of Ultron after this, the status quo that is set up after this movie is just – is changed immediately after uh, Age of Ultron. So it was interesting going back in, in to this point in time in the MCU and seeing these things. But, I mean, even just as a standalone movie, it's great. And as far as an MCU movie, it's pivotal to the story, to developing these characters. Um, so I, I still really liked it. I it stand, To me, this is, this is my jam. Um, you know, I, I appreciate Guardians of the Galaxy... I appreciate Thor Ragnarok, but this is really where it sits with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the, the story is taking itself seriously. The characters are taking themselves seriously. And it's just a really good, interesting action thriller movie. I really like it a lot. Right. And I and I think it works well because it's a Captain America movie. Um it might work okay if it was yes. a, if it was a Tony Stark movie, but Tony Stark is still kind of that. <sighs> Ben described on the Iron Man 3, it's an 80s action adventure. And that's really where Tony Stark lies, right? Captain America is that gritty, you know, French connection, um, the Jackal. I mean, these types of gritty spy thriller movies. Jack Ryan, you said, you mentioned earlier, Tom Clancy. Right, right. That's where the, you know... You could still put Iron Man, like you could take this movie, replace Captain America with Iron Man. It would still work, I think. And you would you would have the extra humor just because of Tony Stark's character and who he is. But it wouldn't it wouldn't need to change the type of movie it is or the tone of the movie. And that's why I don't like Thor Ragnarok as much because they totally changed Thor's character from what it had been, so it fit this new comedic style mm. in the movie. Um, oh. That's just my opinion. Though. Um, <laughs> We'll get to Thor Ragnarok, but I I think 
their character arc there though is a little bit longer. You know, I, I think by the time Thor gets to Ragnarok, he's he's kind of been through a lot of stuff. You know, he been, he's been through. Well, that's a, that's a different podcast, but I think he's been through a lot of stuff, and he's sort of more at the end <laughs> yeah. of his end of his arc. Whereas this is kind of in the this is a pivotal moment for you know Steve Rogers, right? In the first in mm-hmm. Captain America, it sets him up as I am a company man, I am a soldier, I am day point, I go. End of story. No questions asked. Do not do not take into account anything other than me going. And in Avengers, you kind of had a little bit of that breaking down of things. And he kind of starts to see that, you know, the world that we grew up in, or the, you know, World War II essentially, is not what is happening now. You know, hap- what's happening now is this undercurrent where, you you know, there's trust building, breaking down of all over the places. You can't trust the government. You can't trust your own team. You know, all of that stuff. And all of that is boiled down and really... Um, played with in this movie. So what do you think it adds? <laughs> what do you think it adds to the greater MCU? Well, obviously to the, it totally flips the agents of shield show on its head. Oh, because <laughs> yeah, because you have, you, you have the revelation that Hydra's been there all along and it, it brings them into the modern world. So definitely that's huge. And that even, that even goes into, to Age of Ultron and even Ant-Man, the presence of Hydra uh, continuing to be a threat. So it, it definitely brings that out. Well, and I think I think the you know Agents of Shield show uh, changed forever in season one. I mean, I think they were setting it out to be kind of like a super spy show, right? Or at least a, a kind of an actiony, mm-hmm. uh, fun time group spy show or something like that but it wasn't it wasn't what it is now which is totally off the wall bonkers i mean right now literally they're in space yeah, yeah. right you know yeah, last yeah. season they were inside a computer in so the future there's in space in the future so yeah um so i i think had this movie not happened i'm not sure we'd still have agents of shield no, yeah, because it, Agents of Shield. I mean, it had a thread going through, but it was, it was almost Monster of the Week sort it of stuff. It was almost Monster of the Week, and right? I, I, yeah. But then when this happened, we had a really compelling uh, story turn, which changed a lot of the characters. And yeah, I think this movie definitely did save the show. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it allowed. I think it freed the show. At the same time of saving it, it allowed them to sort of yeah. go off on their own rent on their own on their own trajectory. Now, you may argue, you might argue that it also doomed them never to be seen in the MCU again. <laughs> Correct. You know, yes. never to be seen on the movies again, and never to have uh, an MCU, you know, a movie character be in the show again. Um, which I hadn't realized that crossover was so early in season two, season one. I thought that honestly was season two. I thought we'd had a whole season of shield and we were going into season two. Uh, and so my research proved a little bit, you know, different, difficult. So, <laughs> um, it, it'd be interesting to go back and rewatch, uh, 
the the whole season arc again and see where the ebbs and flows are. Um, that's not true. We've had a few minor movie people, you know, because the the world security yeah, like Lady like, Sif and yeah, like Lady Sif and, and a couple of other people. But like then the World Security Council guy, um, one of the one of the head guys was a bad guy and yeah, yeah, Shield and and stuff like that. But it hasn't. You you could make the argument that it doomed it to never be seen on the on the big screen again, which makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. So, but so in well, watching yeah. this, there's a there's a few threads that you know knowing what's coming in Infinity and Infinity War makes me curious because you now correct me if I'm wrong. I haven't I haven't researched this, and that's kind of what I'm watching these movies for. This was the last time we saw. Nick Fury, wasn't it? Mm, no, he, he shows up in Ultron. He shows up in Ultron. Because he shows up in Ultron yeah. and mm-hmm. falls out of the sky with a bunch of Hello Carriers and like saves the day, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's two weeks from now. So I'll, I'll have to remember that. But then we don't see him again, do we? Right. So that makes me wonder, is he still walking the earth like Kane? You know, or is he, is he, you know, <laughs> doing something to, is he going to show up in the nick of time to help defeat, you know, maybe not defeat Thanos, but hold off, you know, these guys yeah. at bay over there in Wakanda, right? Or is he going to do something? I am, pr- I'm, I'm pretty confident that he will show up in one of these Avengers movies and then die. Um, yeah, that be- would, I would. Because he has showed up in every Avengers movie so far. And so if this is rounding out the Avengers trilogy, I imagine he will show up one final time to kick the bucket and make some sort of heroic sacrifice. Yeah. I would think he would have to, uh, which opens the door. And and here's, and here's where my, my, if you've watched, if you listen to the show, you know where I'm going to say next. Um, it opens the door for the TV people to come in. I'm just saying, you can bring back you in, think? You can bring back anybody. I'm going to hold on to I, any thread I got. So that's think, really what it comes down to. <laughs> <laughs> I think if they replace him, it'd be a a good idea to have, have Agent Hill replace him in in his role as a character, um, since she is probably much less expensive to hire <laughs> yeah. as an actor. <laughs> you know? Well, um, and that's a that'd be a good. It's it, and she is who replaces him in the comic books as well. Yeah. But he's I mean Nick Fury has never died in the comic books either. Um well I mean he might have died I don't know if then they bring him true. back and then they you know it, Yeah, of course, yeah. I mean I'm still holding out for Zombie Sitwell. Zombie Sitwell didn't die either. Or Sitwell didn't die. He got thrown yeah. off the bridge and it comes back as a zombie. In an in a uh Sure. He, he did in a comic, he did. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was the one that the Ben was going off about because it had a uh, man thing in it. It was a mm. it was a monstrous comic. Anyway, yeah, uh, I, I heard it was pretty fun, but you know, had zombies sit well. So okay. nobody's ever dead is what I'm trying to say. I don't necessarily want them to recast him for sure because you know they did a brilliant stroke of casting with Sam Jackson. Leave it at that. Let him to be dead. Bring him back, you know, if you ever need to, but like as a one-off. And really, that's what I should say for all yeah. of the casting. I I think I think you kill you kill Nick Fury, you have Maria Hill replace him, 
uh, and leave him as a great legacy character. Because some people just do need to die and just be great legacy characters. I think you can leave Thor alive and just have him be the new king of, of Asgard and you bring him in every couple of movies or something for a cameo. You know, but that that saves him from having to be Thor into perpetuity. Right. You know, yeah, it saves Chris Hemsworth from having to be Thor in, in perpetuity. I think you can let you. I mean, Steve Rogers can die. I think he could die. That's the difference between the movies and the and the and the comics, right? If you kill a character in the movies, it it kind of needs to be permanent. I don't think there's any. Yeah, you shouldn't recast them. I think you should kill them and then right. somebody it's easier to have somebody put you know, grab the shield and take up the mantle, right? Than it is to yep. um than it is to to have them you know try to try to figure out how to recasting. We all remember the different mom and family matters. Nobody liked that. The mom <laughs> they, they recast the I mom. don't remember that. <laughs> they recast the mom in the last season and it wasn't good. I know they did that in Fresh Prince, and yeah, they also they, they made like they made jokes about it. it was yeah. Funny. Um. So, do you have anything else? Yes, yes. Okay. You know, there's one thing this movie kind of set up that they didn't follow through with that I was sad about, and that was the relationship with Steve Rogers and Black Widow. You wanted. You were shipping them? You want them to get together? In all of my Marvel experience, that is who Captain America ends up with. Oh. Now, I'm not like I said, I'm a D- I'm a DC guy, so I'm not I'm not quite as in-depth in the comics uh, uh knowledge for Marvel as I am with DC, but I, you know, in um was that movie? Uh the animated movie Next Avengers, they get married, have a kid. I'm pr- pretty sure i've read stories in the comics or something where they get together um but that yeah i was always rooting for them to get together i think that would have been a good good thing much much better than her and uh uh bruce banner (laughs) yeah i i will say though i really like him just his girl is peggy carter and and that's it (laughs) and nobody else will do Except maybe Peggy's niece. Her niece. <laughs> and that's a little weird. But, you know, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, I like that whole chaste thing. He's not going to. I mean, that's his girl. That's his girl. That's his one girl. And that. Uh, All right. But but that's me, right? That's me coming from a very movie background. I don't have. I have even less knowledge about the. uh about the comics than you do because my knowledge is basically civil war and then what I've read, you know, one-offs because of this show or that other show over there that this is a spinoff of, uh-huh. but that's it. So I don't have like, I've not been reading comics since I was a little kid and, and all that sort of stuff. So just from a movie perspective, I, I kind of like her. I mean, I don't know. I guess it could work, but I kind of like her sort of not being with anybody. I don't want anybody in this in the MCU to get married except maybe Fitz and Simmons. That's it. I what? Was, that's where I'm going to stay. <laughs> I want them to get married but I don't no want anybody way. else. No way. What do you mean uh, no I, way? Well, I I'm okay with them being married, but I've I've 
I'd love for Colson and May to get together. I'd love for Cap and uh, Black Widow to get together, and uh, several other people. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't like perpetual. I mean, I don't know. I, I, I feel like every character can't just be the perpetual lone wolf, you know. Um, and I like, I like Captain America and uh, Black Widow's dynamic because they are pretty much diametrically opposite. Mm. where Steve is very trusting and honest and true blue and black widow. She's just been brought up in this, in a a not good way. Honestly, it's with lies and deceit and spies and she's got red in her ledger, you know, Mm -hmm. and I would like to see them get together and work through all that stuff. And he helped her work through all of her garbage and she kind of helps him adapt to the modern world and I just think it's a good that, relationship. That would be interesting. I worry that it would clutter the the MCU up a little bit because now now you have to deal with not just fighting space aliens, but you know, did they clean up the bathroom or not? Did you know? Do you think Captain Rogers? Do you think Steve is a you know? Do you think he picks up his socks at night? <laughs> I, I'm saying they don't need to show any of that. <laughs> they don't. Have, have you ever seen any? Sing- single person in the mcu use the bathroom ever no you haven't that's true because there's no time for that that's true i mean did you see anybody in 24 do it no (laughs) they were shown in for a full day yeah very true very true the only time you saw someone use the bathroom is when that one guy turned that other guy into goo and flushed him down the toilet i don't remember that what movie was that in that's an ant-man oh it's an ant-man Oh yeah, it is. Yep. Okay, now remember that. That's in a couple of weeks. <laughs> um Okay. So just to just to recap where our infinity stones are, this movie didn't a- add any more, but we'll recap where they are going forward. The Tesseract is well, still the post credit the post credit we see the what's it stone inside the staff. And uh, Baron von Strucker makes a comment about, you know, these guys, they've only scratched the surface of this thing. They don't know it's true power or something like that, which right. is alluding to, to, to stone. Right. But it's not exactly, it hasn't been named yet. And and so right. I want to, I'm for me, because I don't know where any of these things are. <laughs> so, but yes, that, that, that staff is going to get turned into vision's head uh, soon in a couple of weeks. Yes. Uh, but right now the Tesseract is on Asgard and the collector has the ether. Um, and nobody, I mean, it's not like winter soldier dealt with any of the infinity stones. So, um, I do think this, this movie is setting up more, uh, the earth response to the infinity to, to Thanos coming rather than, you know, going out and setting up anything sort of, uh, cosmic or supernatural. It's it's more you know mm-hmm. political thriller, and I'd love to see a little bit more political thriller in Infinity War than it looks like. But I, I'm not holding my breath. Um, we'll see. I've I've loved all the Russo's stuff. They've, yes. they've been my favorite movies. Yes. Uh, this this one to me, I like I like this one a little bit better than Captain America or Civil War. I think Civil War gets a little cluttered. Yeah, me too. Um, but I I. But overall, I do like the Russo shows, um, and I loved the little cameos from um, uh, Abed um, Community. Have you ever watched Community? Uh, 
No, I haven't, but I I know what actor you're talking about. Yeah, he's he's pretty funny, and in Community, he's pretty funny too. So he's gonna he's friends with he's best friends with Lando Calrissian. Uh <laughs> nice. Well, like the, the Donald Glover, him and Donald Glover are in that, and Donald Glover's can can Lando Calrissian in, in Solo. <sighs> All right. <laughs> so. <laughs> Thank you, Evan, for rewatching uh, Captain America Winter Soldier with us. I hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to share your thoughts with us, head on over to welcometolevel7.com forward slash feedback, where you will find a great many ways to keep this conversation going. Welcome to the Infinity Initiative is a member of the Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. Once again, thank you for listening. Next episode. Guardians of the Galaxy. I am Groot.